Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. I am thrilled that you can join in with us today. I trust this series on peace has been an encouragement to you. And with this episode, we're going to finish off this little series on it. And today we're going to examine overcoming temptations to discrimination and discriminating against another. Everyone, I don't care who you are, young, old, wise, fool, we can all be tempted to be abused power. Uh, we've seen cases upon cases throughout our world. Pro- prejudice and pride, power can become intertwined in horrible ways. Uh, prejudice that refuses to believe that what God says about colored folks, black folks, whites, men, women, rich or poor, creates an illusion of control and superiority. Illusions, if believed, can be very destructive. Uh, When power is gained through prejudice, it's really based on lies and half-truths, right? I mean, prejudice isn't true. It's a lie. So we should not be surprised uh, by the effects of prejudice, though they're horrible and we don't want to see it. We shouldn't be surprised by it. And prejudice is a tactic of our enemy. The devil loves to use it and... The reason he loves to use it is because he he has no legitimate right to power. He's a usurper. He's gained control over present world system through deceit. He ex- exploits people, exploits sin and fear. Satan understands power and he manipulates it the best that he can. And even Jesus Christ referred to Satan as the ruler of this world, John chapter 12 verse 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. John sixteen eleven of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. One of the tests Jesus faced early in his ministry was the temptation by Satan in the wilderness. And he tempted at least three times in that event. And it'd be you know Satan was always after the Lord through his own personal temptations or you know get the enemy opposed him. The truth of Christ is not like the lie of our adversary. The teachings of Christ are designed to bring us gratefully to our knees to receive what God has done for us. The truth of the gospel is what we are wisest not when we try to protect ourselves by the control of people and circumstances of our lives, but when we humbly and obediently depend on God to protect and provide for us. In the New Testament, Paul sent a letter to a slave owner, a brother named Philemon. While in prison, Paul met Philemon's runaway slave, Omnus, and led him to Christ. After observing his faith and enjoying his fellowship, Paul wrote Philemon. In the past, Philemon had power over him. Paul appealed to Philemon to lay aside his prejudices or his prerogatives and humbly take back this runaway slave who was now a brother, who now had a oneness. That, folks, is the way of peace. Now, there's a temptation to scapegoat individuals who have not come to the understand except their sinfulness before Almighty God 
are apt to look for scapegoats. They kind of like act like lightning rods for their own personal anger and frustration and their own shortcomings, their own sin. And the reality is we have, throughout history, recorded scapegoats uh, amongst us uh, and, and in our cultures. We live in a time right now where there's scapegoats. I think of the Jewish people. They have been tragically been the traditional scapegoats in Western society. I don't know. You probably have heard recently the bubonic plague because of the plague or the pandemic we face right now. But do you know that people blame the Jewish people for that? And the reason they blame them is because the Jewish people weren't dying at the same rate as people in Europe and other parts of the world. Europe really got hammered with that. And uh, they accuse them of poisoning wells and passing along to Gentile people. Oh, it was really nasty. A lot of Jewish people died. And it had nothing to do with Jewish people. The re- one reason why Jewish people were not as affected by it is because they had some really strict laws about cleanliness, which no doubt helped them face off the bubonic plague. The Great Depression. There's people uh, at that time period who blamed the Jewish people for the Great Depression and that was used for all kinds of contexts later on. The Great Depression, right around the corner, is the World War II. There's actually people who blame wars, some of these wars, on the Jewish people. Scapegoating, not taking responsibility, uh, and you know, act, using them as lightning rods for support for uh, their movement and uh, frustration. Uh, I think that particularly with the Nazis, they used that as, in great ways to poorly destroy the Jewish people. The Holocaust. Probably because of this human evil tendency that Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 5. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. But I say to you that whosoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But who shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire? Jesus told us, uh, told us to consider the plank in our own eye before we judge another person for the speck in theirs. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, and considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? We do have a tendency to... Uh, Blame someone else. It's easy. It's convenient. The Bible tells us to be slow in anger. But how can we be slow to anger if we're not recognizing how angry we are and that we do have anger in our hearts? Uh, the scapegoat temptation does not bring us to realize, to face the situation that we have. We need to be renewing our minds, which helps us then to see the errors that we've made And then the next step is to admit that and get it right. If you're familiar with basic Christian doctrine, you will know that all men and women are sinners. Not one of us can rightfully claim that we're not. Uh, 1 John 1, 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Romans chapter 3, verses 9 to 26, a lengthier read regarding this as well. And I would encourage you to read that. I'm not going to read it for you, but uh, we, we all sin. In spite of this, we all find it difficult to acknowledge our sins and our shortcomings. 
It's not easy. I understand it. But we need to. The desire to avoid our sinfulness definitely causes individuals to attribute their sins to others. I have counseled many folks in my time in ministry, and this happens quite frequently. A shifting, a deflection of the person's problem to the other. If the other did would do this, I wouldn't do it. Well, you did it. It was your choice. The other person didn't make you. You know, so we have to watch out for that. That is so easy to do. And uh, like I said just a moment ago, admitting personal sin, that's not easy any day of the week. It's never comfortable. You never wake up on a Saturday morning and say, oh, I can't wait to confront sin and, yeah, and uh, you know, make sure I'm right with other people. No, we don't, we don't do that. That we, we want to stay, we run from that. But if we don't do it, we won't be on God's path to peace. We'll be on a path to more problems, more struggles, more hurt, and just not ourselves. We'll hurt other people along that path. And then the final temptation that we have to battle to have peace in our lives is the temptation to stay comfortable. It's been reported that people naturally see, naturally feel more comfortable with people like themselves. People of the same racial, ethnic groups, maybe even the same language group, they tend to gravitate to each other. Hey, newfies like to hang around newfies. Uh, similar upbringing. Uh, we usually know what the other's saying, or at least we know what's going on. Uh, we're you know, fam- similar um, foods and things. It is usually difficult for individuals to try and break down those barriers between two people. It, it, it takes work. It takes work. Our tendency is to spend time with people who um, who know us, who understand us, and it doesn't make us feel uncomfortable or awkward. Although it's more comfortable for us to be folks with us like us i should say is it beneficial i mean obviously there's some benefit uh, benefits to it but in the realm of the whole thing is it beneficial just think of it this way we're going to a family reunion you haven't seen maybe you haven't even met any of these relatives before at least some of them does it make any sense for you to go to that reunion and then to sit down with your mom and dad and your two brothers or sisters, whatever, the whole reunion. No, that doesn't make any sense. Hey, just about three years ago, almost going on four now, hard to believe. I went home to Newfoundland for a big family reunion. There was over 100 of us there. I think it was almost 150. I didn't sit down with my mom and dad and just sit with them the whole time. No, I went and talked to... Uncle Ned, I don't have an Uncle Ned, I'm just using names, okay? I went and talked to Uncle Ned, Great Uncle uh, uh, Patty, uh, Aunt Sue, you know, cousin whoever. You know, we just catching up, and there was beneficial uh, results to that. And yes, some of them uh, never darkened the door of a church, absolutely. Uh, But there was beneficial for me to go see them. Uh, encourage them and talk about what the Lord's done in my life and uh, maybe pray for them or whatever. There's benefits to this. So in the spiritual realm, the avoidance of discomfort, if, if, if the avoidance of discomfort is the guiding principle, we are in big trouble. Especially if that's a guiding principle for church growth. We're in huge trouble. 
that thought process will no doubt quench the spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.19, quench not the spirit. Spiritual growth uh, will be extremely limited if that's our mindset. And if we're not growing, I guarantee you, we're not pleasing of the Almighty. And we are down the path to becoming a church or individual who's lazy. Laziness doesn't please God. Now we're going to get ourselves in the wrong column and get ourselves in trouble with the Lord. When we take risks for the sake of the kingdom of God, you know, then we see our faith grow. And grow in ways that we've never seen uh, before and never thought possible. Uh, the comfortable path will always be far from the field of conflict. I read that this week and I thought that was a very good statement. The comfortable path will always be far from the field of conflict. Uh, the reality is, as believers, um, comfort is never our guiding star. It should never be. Romans 5, 3, 4 tells us what guides us. And that's, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patient experience and experience hope. And we, we're going to serve Jesus Christ, there's going to be tribulations. And through those trials, there'll be patience, Patience is helping with experience, experience, hope. But if we decide to sit on the couch and not do anything so we're comfortable, well, we're going to be in big trouble. We're going to miss out, too. We're going to miss out on some real amazing blessings that God has for us and experiences that uh, we miss because we were guided by comfort, the temptation of comfort. Well, I hope this little series has been a help and encouragement to you. Uh, I thank you for joining in. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate hearing from folks through the week. Send me a note, said they enjoyed the podcast, and I'm so thankful for that. Uh, just so a little note to let you know what's happening coming up. We're going to take about a month, uh, first the last few three weeks of uh, December and the first week of January. We're just going to have one podcast today, and that's going to be on Wednesday, and I'll announce this from church as well. Uh, but just to give me a little break and give me some more time to put some more things together. Uh, and uh, I, I really want this to be the best that I can make it for you folks. I appreciate you listening in. And I really hope it's been a blessing and encouragement to you. Keep exploring the word and looking to Jesus. Take care for now.